0: I'd rather switch they'd back the the doll out his motorbike Looking for legends on the Sunset Strip Where the stone-cold paranormal partnership, Man for town, Red, try to sell me some crack Listen to the pocket man, I take that shit back It's a Irby... big... Podcast of Urban Urbane Legends. And here, you host, Neil Quinn. You'll receive our part in your ears tonight. Hello, welcome to Series 5 of Urbane Legends. The internet podcast about urban legends and adjacent topics, which is the largest uh, on the internet by mm. volume. Yes, it's Series 5. I am back again. It's me, Chris Flynn. And with me, of course, is my lowly assistant. It's Mr... Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. Um, what, yeah, I have so, been
1: rebranded there, that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, i gave give you a little rebranding. Mm. You know you only got this job because of mates with your dad. Uh, true. <laughs> true. This podcasting. I told him I'd show you the ropes. Yeah, it's not working. Um, yeah, it takes time, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, you get your twenty quid a week. It's nice, isn't it? Bit of pocket yeah. money. Um, Apprenticeship. Yeah, go down the off licence. Um, buy your buy your uh, buy your of KD, yeah. bottle of WKD. lovely mm. a couple of big bottles of Lambrini. Mmm, mm, delicious. Mm. The sweet wine. Um, so, uh, obviously, for the listener, this has gone like that, like snap, snap, because we've had some things released. But for you and I, it no, feels, like, feels like years since we've done this, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't even remember what it is. No, me neither. Neil, have you felt that you're, um, because you haven't done this for a while, have you felt like your celebrity has waned? Your star has fallen a little? Yeah, you know, there's a few, few people recognising me in the street these days. Hey, Neil, knock, knock. Who's there? Neil Herbert, who's he? No, carry on. Neil Herbert, hey? that showbiz baby. <laughs> Lovely, fair enough. Um, now, so what have you been? Uh, what have you been up to during your your
1: time off? Anything interesting? Um, just kind of like sweltering. Basically, it's been very sweltering. hot. Yeah, it's it's very hot and bright, and I'm, I'm not great with the heat. Um have yeah. probably pretty, pretty raced in summer. Yes, yeah, um, warm yeah. isn't it. Been busy at work. Plenty going on, um, you know, planning for a holiday, so I'm going away. Ooh, where are you I'm going? going. Uh, Brussels in Luxembourg.
0: Yeah, yeah. Interesting. What are you going to do there? Drink strong beers. More than likely.
1: Yeah.
0: Anything I else? Sightseeing. Sightseeing.
1: Sightseeing. Yeah. Get bored after day one, and then just you know, strong beers back down the pub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Probably soon, Yeah. Let you know. Oh, very nice. Back. You know, later on in series five. No, I've um.
0: I just I, I did two I did my two weeks, which I do every year, um, working at the circus, working at the carnival. Oh, nice! Yeah, I was on the coconut, coconut show. Well, but yeah, so uh, yes, I was in the freak show, obviously, yeah. but for for obvious reasons, the vanilla gorilla.
1: Yeah,
0: but um, but also kind of ran the coconut show during the day.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, glue be- on nice. Hmm. Glue them on nice. There's no
0: need to, because, you know, like, it's a pound ago. go. It's quite difficult to knock off coconuts with a bean bag anyway. Oh, okay. Right? And coconuts ain't costing me a pound, Neil. Yeah, that's true. I'm getting four for a pound. Don't need to cheat. Got it all sorted out. I don't, like, people are, like, there's that comedy thing where coconuts are really difficult to get into, isn't there? Like, the comedy trope. They're not. Really easy. Because you've got the three holes in the top. Just a uh, corkscrew or Phillips a screwdriver, then you're into the milk, and then you can just crack it from there. little tip there from the circus.
1: I did try when I was at university. I bought, like, a, like coconut. It was one of the sort of hard ones. And, yeah, I didn't know, All I didn't coconut, know the technique, so... Um you get yeah, that's true. What but you, you think soft coconuts? Like, no, we'll know what I getting, mean, them at, getting them at the end of the day at the market, are we? No, but you get different stages of ripeness, don't you? So you get all the, the green coconut. ones where they're a little bit softer, I
0: think. No, um, the the green ones are just the outsides, like you just peel that away and the hard bits in the middle. Oh, okay. Well I don't, don't know. I don't know that much about coconuts yeah, Well, maybe you should have a little I, bit of work down the circus. There you go. I'm a cocoa expert. I'm gonna steer out, I'm gonna clear out of this. So um, what happened? You didn't know how to open it?
1: No, just piddled around with a, a sharp kitchen knife. That didn't, oh, didn't seem to get in.
0: How many fingers bit. did you
1: lose? Uh, all of them. All, all of them. them. <laughs> so. Got you on the benefits. Yeah. So you know, swings and roundabouts. Uh,
0: is there anything in the news that you... Oh, I'll tell you something. Did you see that thing um, about uh, the UFO disclosure guy that that was quite big news? Okay. So there was there's a guy in America Plastic. who, like, works for the military and everything, like, mm-hmm. you know, usual. But um, because there's now new laws around whistleblowing, he's submitted a massive report to Congress um, basically about the fact that from everything he's been told um, yeah. that the UFO, that the American – Air Force, but like sort of who who aren't answering directly into the Senate, whether like no oversight, have actually got some crashed aircraft, non Earth aircrafts. And so now there's a massive investigation opening up over it. So it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see where that goes. It'd be weird if they did, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, Area 51 was all true, by the way. Yeah, it's all, yeah. We've been in contact with Bryce, but right? we didn't, yeah. Yeah, all but the, it's the thing but
0: it's in, it's interesting like you? there's been a little slew of this kind of thing over the last few years hasn't there like them releasing the videos going we don't actually know what it is and then kind of this guy's like very creditable coming forwards like he's not like some eight-year-old going ah, sorry he's like you know four forty yeah. 40-year-old bloke like because of the laws have changed and he's now he's gone right well The thing is, it's like for him, he's going, well, you know, obviously UFO stuff, but like, to be honest, it's more the fact that there isn't any oversight over this and there should be. Okay. So, yeah, watch this space. Mm. You don't believe in any of it, do you? So I'm sceptical. You're more than
1: sceptical. Fair enough. (laughs) Are you not? Yeah, well, no, it's balanced probabilities, isn't it? So, Mm. you know, if it's... Between like mass cover-ups and just somebody kind of like making it up, yeah. One of them's a bit more likely than the other. Yeah, well, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, things do get covered up. But they you know, they generally tend to come to light eventually. And how did you feel about the um the
0: big submarine news story thing?
1: Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a shame, isn't it? It's kind of like you don't want to see anyone lose their life, but. um I mean, it, I mean, I don't know what seems to have come out is that they probably the guy who was running it was quite reckless in terms yes. of safety. So I think you know, and it went quite quickly by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it sounds like it, was it just doesn't. Kind of, they weren't they there for like 72 days. hours. Oh no, no, I don't think it was, was like just like like, Yeah, it probably wasn't pleasant. It was probably extremely, extremely quick. As, as it's you know,
0: yeah. I think the thing which is kind of and you know, I'm not the first person to say it's not a hot take, but. I think the comparison of the amount of money and resources that have gone into trying to find out about this billionaire's sort of doing something, that I would say, quite a reckless trip, mm. right? To, I mean, you've got a billion quid. Just have a replica of the Titanic
1: built in your back garden. Who cares? But <laughs> Or just send an unmanned vehicle down there. I mean, all you're going to see through is like a little portal. But I do yeah. get the idea of exploration on the rest of it. But, um... but, like The amount of money that
0: went into all that... And then, like the hundreds of people who were dying, who died in the Mediterranean on that on that boat, the refugees who sort are of fleeing mm. war, um, and no no one spent any money trying to help them, and it's like hundreds of people lost their lives. It's kind of like, ugh. do you know what I mean? Like it kind of those two things happening close
1: together kind of sticks in your craw a bit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like you say, it's plenty of people made the the, the, the sort of comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I,
0: Hey, Lake stage capitalism. Um, Indeed. So, Neil, you are driving today. I don't know what the topic is. Have you chosen, uh, like, uh, something spectacular? Oh, yeah. What did you think of the new rock and roll 1980s hair metal thing tune or, or that theme I have tune. produced from my sonic palette? Very nice. <laughs> it's a right, awesome it? tune, Yeah. a little, little bit of
1: Tigers of Pantang going on there or whatever.
0: Very nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, and if you don't like it, it will be changed again at the end of the series. Yeah,
1: yeah so, you know, we <laughs> just these things it. in and just out fast right, forward it. it yeah.
0: Simply fast forward it. Just a bit of fun isn't it, listener. Mm. Not... Meant to be.
1: You know. Well, yeah. hey, you know, want to you know want to send us in a, a suggestion for one yourself? It's not going to happen <laughs> now. That's true. <laughs> Not going to happen. They're not going to email in to tell us we're idiots. They're not going to email in to tell us. You know, <laughs> Take, with with us. something they've created, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to talk about this week is uh, the moon landing. Whoa! Was it or wasn't it a hoax? Moon landing hoax? Mm. Wow, that is a big one. So this is our kind of like, um, you know, who's kick off series five with a bit of, bit of starting in the right direction? Big. Start Starts start, I mean to go on. Yeah, I think this is a pretty big one, it's kind of one of those ones that tends towards more conspiracy theory than urban legend, but I think there's quite a lot of well, that's know, just crossover in it. Yeah, um, it's, you know, we're not going to be too purist about that. Who isn't there?
0: Like stuff around um, Stanley Kubrick
1: doing it and stuff. Yes. Well, funnily enough, the title of this article. So I'm going to be. I looked around for a few different ones because this he did like, a space film. Exactly. <laughs> See the title of this, although it's not, you know, it's quite a skeptical article, is How Stanley Kubrick Staged the Moon Landing. This is from okay. the Paris Review.
0: Paris Review,
1: Richard, oh, Richard conspiracy column. That's your um, favorite paper, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I love a Paris Review. You like Paris, don't Back you? In the French Dispatch. I do like Paris, yes. Yeah, so Would you move to city. Paris if you could? Um,
0: no, I don't like it that much.
1: No, well, no, no I'm just thinking about it. It's kind of like, um, yeah, I could, I could put it in Paris. I think the thing is it's like with any capital city it's quite it's quite busy and it's like whereabouts whereabouts in Paris which could you afford and all of that The Champs-Élysées Yeah if you were like money was no object and you could live in one of the nice quarters then yeah I'd happily live in Paris Yeah but certainly yeah I mean I, you know whether you'd do it permanently as well but yeah I would be happy to sort of live over there for a period of time at least but you know I've never, I've I lived abroad for like 6 months I know oh. it was a sort of Erasmus thing but um yeah I never I've never like properly worked, worked abroad yeah extra, but, um,
0: um, I'll tell you what though uh, because the French are the French um, you know like loads of countries have opened up to digital nomading because you know I'm thinking of moving to in about 18 months moving to Spain yeah, um, yeah. and my work's fine with it actually so mm, I, I keep my job nice Um so, and in Spain, you can even get digital nomad visas. I mean, I kind of don't need to because I can get, I've got my EU passport, right? Yeah. Um, but I I'd, I'd kind of have to figure out which was going to be easier, that or get, like, the digital nomad thing. So, like, a lot of countries are making it really easy, like even places like Brazil and stuff are like, because essentially you're earning money in one country, you're spending it in there, so it's a win-win. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but France aren't, because we, uh, my work, they they were trying to employ someone who lived in France, was going up, but I work from there. And the French laws are just really, really difficult. They don't want people digital nomading in
1: France. <laughs> just, yeah, that's not quite big on bureaucracy in France. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, my German said that's where I work as well. They, you couldn't, anyway, sector. you'd have to, to change like, jobs. Yeah, I'd have to change jobs. They're, they're massively, well, not massively, it's just, it's I'll get you into rules. my place, no problem. Oh you never know. Um but yeah, so
0: uh, sick of each other, wouldn't we?
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, where are we up to? Yeah, so if, yes, it does include a bit about Stanley Kubrick, don't worry. We'll be all the all of that. Koobes, as well. Cube Ricky. SK. Yeah. The Rickster. Stanbrook. <laughs> right. So yeah. Sticky Ricky. From the uh, from the French Dispatch, no, sorry, the Paris Review so... Mm. Is this? Are you going to be reading this in French? No, would be a very bad idea. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not actually. Yeah, it's. Not, I mean, it's. Not, uh, yeah, it's all in English. That so makes me wonder why. Anyway, I wonder if it is actually a French paper.
0: No, it just sounds good. Yeah,
1: I was going to say. I just wonder if they thought it sounded
0: fancy. Anyway. Like my it's like my paper that I do the Berlin book review, yeah. But it's just about Mister Men books, yeah. Well, you mean yeah. that thing you photocopy and leave libraries? in pubs, yeah, pubs, yeah. libraries, yeah. yeah, bus bus depots, yeah, massage yeah. parlors, massage. Yeah. Well, where have you oops. been, basically? <laughs> yeah, sometimes like Yeah, I mean, you, if, if you follow them round, then you can like see what your day's been like. You yeah. can see what my day's been like. Yeah, it's like um Hansel and Gretel style situation. Yeah. I can always track paper. track my way home. A literal paper trail. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. It's In quite Le- a Legionnaires to... club. Paul, Paul Hall. Down the docks. Yeah. Down the docks for business wink. Yeah. But a bit of union breaking or whatever. Yeah, a bit of union busting, a bit of yeah. long shoring. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of um settling my wares. Yeah. Bit of buying some stuff that's fallen off the back of a boat.
1: Yeah, you, you know, don't ask not... me no questions, I'll tell you no worries.
0: Hey man, it's its own mini economy down at the docks. You can you can live there quite happily. Well, say happily, you can live there. I fell off the boat. It's a legitimate
1: sandwich now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just kicking some yeah. boats.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, <Boy>, you mateys! <laughs> yeah, this is uh the <laughs> David Jones's Locker Law or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but this is a dry dock. Shut up.
1: And law of the sea still applies, right? <laughs> this is international water. <laughs> yeah,
0: anything goes. Well, this you're on the Grand, you're on the Grand Union Canal, mate. Yeah, yeah. I know. All water is international. Exactly. Belongs to Neptune. That's why everyone dumps their bodies in old Mother Thames.
1: Yeah. Old Mother Thames,
0: wiping away the tears of London. Uh, many. Uh, Millennium. So, so right, okay. Sticky, sticky,
1: Ricky. Have you ever met a person that's been on the moon, Chris? Have I? Yeah. No. No. There's only, there's only four of them left. Yep. Within a decade or so, the last. Is that people- a coincidence? Yeah, Maybe. Right. Yeah. Interesting. You know why more people been up there? Actually, in fact, this is one of the things people get into. I um, <laughs> I started writing
0: a comedy song about a plumber being stuck on the moon the other day. Did you? It's yeah. a remarkable
1: coincidence. Or yeah, is it? it is.
0: Or <laughs> is it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe you've been giving me sort of cues around. There, there was a big poster
1: of the moon on my bedroom wall the other day, which yeah. I didn't remember putting up. Yeah. Don't only about it. Yeah, yeah, so the, this astonishing feat will pass from living memory into history, which sooner or later is always questioned and turned into fable. It will not be exactly like the moment the last Conquistador died, but it will lean in that direction. The story of the moon landing will become a little harder to believe. So apparently this person's met three of the 12 men who... I, sorry.
0: Um Just, Just a uh, point of order. I uh, have no idea how the last Conquistador died. No, nope, I don't know who it was. I don't know, how I don't know who it was.
1: Yeah. Cortez. That'd do. He, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's probably yeah. a few more left after him, but probably, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so um, they all have one important important thing in common. When I looked into their eyes, they were all bonkers. Oh. Buzz Aldrin, who was the second off the ladder during the first landing, July twenty twentieth, nineteen sixty nine. So oh, we're five days after the um, anniversary. anniversary of the uh, yeah moon landing.
0: So this is an anniversary special. Yeah, so it'll be like fifty four years, fifty four yep.
1: years and five days. Traditional. Not, not really, but anyway. Um that's a that's a tin cup, isn't it, I believe. Yeah, tin cup. Yeah. yeah it almost so it's almost old. it's almost not worth staying married that long. No. <laughs> yeah, it's not not really worth well. As I but, can attest to. <laughs> at the time he wrote right, this was fifty years ago. So yeah, he must have stared with Andy at Neil's wrinkly uh, ass spacesuit all the all the way down. It was run hot from the moment, he returned to Earth. When questioned about the reality of the landing, he was asked to swear it on a Bible. He slugged the questioner. Yeah, so this is the whole thing. I think there was some guy who was, you know, I think Buzz Aldrin doesn't have a lot of time for moon hoax people and, you no. know, learning deniers, which is fair enough, you know. Big no. achievement of your life and people are trying to say you've made it No, out. you didn't. Yeah. Well, swear on the Bible then. Mm. Yeah. If you're that committed to it, then you're probably going to do that, aren't you? Um. I love that that's the, that's the <laughs> test. Yeah, but I love the fact that they go.
0: Well, I, I don't believe that that uh, through kind of certain, through fairly rudimentary science and stuff that humans went to the moon. But I do believe in all of this fantastic stories in this wow. crazy
1: book. Saws <laughs> it's, it's the yeah, uh, away, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. What, he, would you, what, do, what would you do? Right, because you know, like in court, I don't know. I don't think we do. We have to do it in England. Like do you have to. You know, tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the no, truth. About the
1: truth, yeah, you do. You swear. But do you swear to God. Still, it's a, you can pick what how what you want to swear by. So it can be like it can be a um, Mr. It T. can be on the Bible, it can be on the Quran, or it can be like a just a like a civic oath. I'm not into. I don't know how it works. Yeah, because exactly. I
0: was going to say because it would make it would mean nothing to me to swear on a religious text. So it's kind of pointless. So yeah, it's it's more. I a swear fun. on this picture
1: of my cats. To be honest with you, I think it's probably more about perjury laws than anything. So yeah, you are found to be lying. Um, you know, you've you've sworn whether on a whether on a religious text or whatever. But you else. can do it, but you can do a civic so code. Yeah, or you or don't because again, you know, yeah, could be it different faith or whatever. You can you can do it against a book, or you can do it. it looks like I said, there's some kind of I don't know. yeah. I, okay. don't, I don't know the details, but yeah, okay. You have to swear that you're going to tell the truth, but what you choose to do it on, you can actually decide. Um. Yeah, he also sat down with Edgar Mitchell, who landed apparently in the winter of 71. He had a bit of a mad look in his eyes. Mm -hmm. He's really into UFOs, Chris, so there you go. Yeah, well, quite a few of them are. I think Aldrin is as well. Well, he said, yeah, he he said he'd been wrapped in a warm consciousness his entire time in space, and many astronauts came back with a belief in alien life. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's that whole... um, What do they call it? There's a thing where you kind of see the... You see the Earth and see how fragile it is. like perspective something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah there's shift. like a... Yeah. So sort of goes on to this So maybe it's simply the truth. They've been touched by something, or maybe the experience of going to the moon, standing and walking and driving that buggy, hitting the weightless golf ball would make anyone crazy. There's a radical shift in perspective to see the Earth from the outside, fragile and small, a rock in a sea of nothing. It wasn't just the astronauts. Everyone who saw the images and watched the broadcast got a little dizzy. Um, so, so let's have a look. So... The moon landing is an unacknowledged hinge in human history, unacknowledged because it seemed to lead nowhere. Where are the moon hotels and moon amusement parks and moon shelves we grew up expecting. Mm. But it did lead to something, a new kind of mind. It's not the birth of the space age we should be acknowledging on this anniversary, but the birth of the paranoia that defines us. Because the man on the moon was too fantastic to accept, some people just didn't accept it or deal with the implications of the sea of darkness. Instead, they tried to prove it never happened, convince themselves that it had all been faked. And having learned that habit of conspiracy spotting, the same people who came to question everything else as well, history itself came to read like a fraud, book filled with lies. To understand America, you start with Apollo 11 and all this counterfactual that's grown around it. That's when the culture of conspiracy, which is the culture of Donald Trump and fake news, was born. I disagree. It was, the 70s born, was kind well, of a hotbed of, um, yeah, I mean, whether or not it stemmed from the pop, moon cult, pop
0: culture conspiracy, yes, but I mean, yeah. there's been you know, they've been conspiratorial since America existed because of the masonry, I mean, the yeah, of yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's always been a conspiratorial place.
1: Mm.
0: Well, fair enough. So, Still, I'll,
1: I'll, um, I'll presumably, I'll write that in the comments, yeah, <laughs> add that in and let him know you think. Um, The story is four years old, to be fair. The the, um, the stories of a hoax predate the landing itself. As soon as the first capsules were in orbit, some began to dismiss the images as phony and the testimony of the astronauts as bullshit. The motivation seemed obvious. JFK had promised to send a man to the moon within the decade, and although we might be years behind the Soviets in rocketry, we were years ahead in filmmaking. If we couldn't beat them to the moon, we could at least make it look like we had. Mm. I mean, I think this is one of the things as well, because at the end of the day, effectively, Russia beat US to the space race. Um, so it was yeah. just like well, what's the next possible achievement I mean because they, they hit all the major milestones first animal in space first human in space first yep. um, female in space um, and they yeah. kind of like had, had won that it was, Nick. what else is there that we can actually claim that we've won that mm. but well, if we land on the moon then that's um... yeah that's better And that's just, and the thing is I don't you know I'm not saying it wasn't a monumental achievement and all the rest of it but it doesn't Really, other than the ancillary benefits you get and the research you've done, you're sort yes. of researching these materials and all the things that have come out like that, you've pumped a lot of money into a goal which really isn't achieving much of anything, which I think is why we don't have moon parks and all the rest of it. It's just not worth well, it.
0: Well, there wasn't like, uh, it was, that was the goal. Like yeah. there was it wasn't like, that's the first step and we've got a massive series of like works that we're going to do afterwards. It was like, right, get to the moon. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's that um, you know the the whole kind of why do you climb the mountain because it's their kind of yeah, yeah. thing. It was that, but for a country. Yeah, yeah it was to show that I could, um, yeah, I could do it as well. Yeah.
1: So very far- competitive, aren't they? Mm, countries, yeah. silly That's what countries. Nationalism leads to, fortunately. So apparently, most of the theories originated in the cortex of a single man chap called William Kazing, um, and he actually worked as a technical writer for one of the companies that was working on a show called Rocketdyne. Um, they made engines, but he left in '63, um, But he remained fixated on the space programme and its goal, which was often expressed as an item on a Cold War to-do list, go to the moon, check. But was, in fact, profound, powerful, surreal. A man on the moon would mean the dawn of a new era. Kazing believed it was unattainable beyond the reach of existing technology. He cited his experience at Rocketdyne. But one could say he didn't believe it simply because it was not believable. That's the lens he brought to every NASA update, and he wasn't watching what happened, but trying to figure out how it had been staged.
0: Mm. So he had, um, yeah. So he was He was. He had a point of view, and everything he saw, he biased towards that. Yeah.
1: So pretty much, that sounds like it. It Confirmation was, bias. Already, he was going in. Wanting a result, more or less. Probably because he was kicked because he lost his job, and therefore he wasn't going to be
0: part of this, the biggest achievement, like one of the biggest achievements of humans have ever done, and he was part of it, and then he wasn't. So he's probably quite bitter. It's one, yeah, potentially that's true,
1: or you know, yeah, his career didn't pan out the way he'd wanted it to. Entirely possible. Um, So apparently there were six successfully manned missions to the moon, all part of Apollo between sixty nine and seventy two. Um. Apparently the last lander of the service was a Harrison H. Schmidt who later served as a Republican U.S. Senator. Um, When people dismissed the project as a failure, we never went back because there's nothing for us there. Others point out the fact that 27 years passed between Columbus's first Atlantic crossing and Cortez's conquest of Mexico, or that 127 years passed before the first European visit to the Mississippi River and the second. It's been discovered, forgotten and discovered again. (laughs) Yeah, the thing is, like you to to an ex- I
0: mean, you can keep it's incre- like it's incredibly expensive so, yeah. and it's incredibly dangerous, right? Sending mm. or or it certainly was at that time. I mean it still is, but it
1: was at that oh, time. Oh, I think it probably still is. You know, you know, people need to be highly trained, you know, extremely fit. Um, you know, you need to have a lot of different skills because if something goes wrong in that environment, yeah, you know you're on your own. I mean you're strapping a massive explosive tint onto a aren't you basically yeah. firing up and then if something goes wrong and you're i mean you've got you've got landing trucks back you up and all the rest of it but, but the thing like, is they
0: kind of got they probably got as far as they could with the technology that they that was available
1: yeah. at the time you yeah. know right so you kind of have to yeah you, there's not much point in keep going back over and over and over again and you know building Moon bases and all the rest of it. Well, they wouldn't
0: have been able to build a moon base in the 70s. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well,
1: no, but also, the, why, why would you, what would be the investment? It's like, well, everyone would love to go up to the moon. A, it's too dangerous, and B, you're not going to be able to afford to do so because it's so bloody expensive getting yeah. any, any kind of weight up there. So, yeah, you know, much more really now yeah. about things like GPS and stuff like that. and You don't necessarily need mount flights for a lot of that kind of stuff. Yes,
0: yeah, the kind of the economies of it were wrong, and we didn't have the technology
1: particularly. Yeah, well, you look at the sort of stuff that Bezos well, and also, and so, wouldn't I? SpaceX and all of that, and they're really taking you on to the sort of... Um, it's only technically into space, isn't it? You're not actually mm. breaking orbit. Yeah. And that's the best you can do. with kind of billionaires funding it, so it's like, you know, trying to make that, um, you know, cost-effective for people to go to the moon or whatever, just as a sort of, you know, as a trip. I know? just, yeah, I kind of just
0: think that, like, endless sort of... The combustion engine has its limitations. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you're still just setting fire to some oil. Do you know and and using heat, right? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's it's a pretty
1: old school technology. Yeah, I mean, you know, advanced obviously the breakthroughs of rocket fuel and stuff. There was quite a lot of work went into all of that. But I
0: mean, like, right, fundament, fundamentally, yeah, yeah. fundamentally, it has. You know, it's not massively. Like the combustion engine is a lot more advanced than a steam engine, but essentially yeah. it's the same. Burning, same. burning stuff to get energy. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's odd, kind of, yeah. it's a bit, it's a bit passe.
1: Oh, <laughs> you want warp technology or something? not mind it? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So anyway, he published a book in 1976. What's so wrong we just
0: folding space time?
1: Don't know. Exactly. Again, massive amounts of energy needed. Um, or if you think climate change is bad now, start warping around all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Mind you, it means I mean, so can get to Australia in 10 seconds, so... Yeah, it. it's better, in it? Whatever. So his title was also... Cl- go and see all the monsters. Indeed. Um, his, it's the title of his book, We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 billion swindle. So he believed he was playing whistleblower, calling attention to a cover-up. The human mind has evolved to see patterns. You see a face in the clouds, hear God in the wind... Some people spot a cabal where others see nothing but bureaucrats. It's I don't ever hear God on the wind. Do you not? No. Nah. Yeah, you're probably better off. <laughs> Some weird things to say. I won't get into it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. He's a, he's a weird guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a strange <laughs> fella. Been up, been up there too long, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, it's not because they're stupid. It's because they're smart. The same skill that would have made them a success in one age makes them a kook in the other. So apparently the, a lot of what people claim and the, like the, the reasons why definitely would have been fake they yeah they'll come they'll come from this guy Casey so um so the you've probably heard oh, well, some so its so like
0: a, so the, so all of it comes from this this guy pretty much, yeah so, it's a bitter man who lost his job his dream job for incompetence presumably
1: they don't they didn't say any of that I mean no, I think he well or, or whether he'd lost it or he'd, he'd left at that point I don't know it doesn't doesn't sort of explicate mm. but um yeah and obviously you've decided that but yeah don't know um so there's the fact that the American flag, which should have just been sort of like, because there's no gravity, it should yeah. have just been all very, very low gravity. It should have just been sort of... Yeah, it's it meant just, to look like around. it's blowing. Yeah. yeah. Um So clearly a fake. Mm-hmm. Um, and indeed it was. It was, uh, you know, they fitted a pole to it with a crossbeam, so it actually looks it was up, which so yeah. a bit silly if not. Um And if it looks like it's waving, that's because Buzz Aldrin was twisting the pole into to screw it into the soil. Um, there's only one source of light on the moon, the sun, and yet the shadows fall all over the place. And that's indeed because they took lighting up with them, Mm. as you might expect.
0: That's Uh, the weird, yeah, so that's the weird thing, like... So I assume that the the camp. So I I kind of see it because I... You know, like, the first steps, you know, when he... But you can see it, like, almost from a long shot of him coming down. So I assume that there's a camera on a leg or an arm the, or something. Yeah, so that's one of the things as well. Um, but but, but when I was a kid, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> and yeah. Then I was like, oh, they probably just had it
1: on a, on a stick. Well, you, yeah, you, that's point 0.5, actually. You've managed to already figure that one pretty much out. So The blast circle, the fact that if I landed a craft on the moon, it would have left an impression and markings where the jets fired during takeoff. You can't see them in the photos. And also, they can... Um, there's what looks like a sea on a rock, as if it just came from a special effects department. <laughs> I mean, why are they This I was mean, from color just use the rocks from Columbo? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it's like the fact that they didn't bother to do any quality checking of this stuff. It's like you want to be yeah, fake all of this stuff really realistically, but then the they, they could, they, uh, why like didn't we get a mark.
0: continuity guy in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just
1: you know. uh, and anyway, that's sort of so the, the sea itself is probably is it just a shadow basically, more than more likely or some sort. Artifact And, uh, yeah, because it's one-fifth of the gravity of Earth, it, mm-hmm. it would have been like a leaf landing on the sea or something. It's it's not going um, yeah. to leave trails. Um, you can't see any stars in any of the pictures. Mm. Um, and that's because they were made during lunar moon, morning. So it's the same oh, way you okay. can't see stars during the day. And, yeah, your your point about the camera. So if he was the first man on the moon, then he was filming him going down the ladder? Mm-hmm. And, indeed, it was a camera mounted to the side of the lunar module. Because, you know, how yeah. else are you going to film it? Um, so, not exactly terribly hard to debunk. Some of the I kind
0: of feel like they put more effort into getting the shots and stuff and lighting than they did into the science of
1: it. To be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, because again, I mean, the thing is, it was something of a propaganda. Key, wasn't it was it? propaganda, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, you know, show it what we can do. So I think it was a lot of right. Um, now you go and set up the boom Mike. You go set up the, the and lights You're, over you're there. lesser as well. This is how you get your funding. Do you know what I mean? You want to you inspire everyone, and then that sort of like that keeps. You just, I mean, I think they, they find it very hard. now to get funding, and people become very sceptical. They're a government organisation, and we mustn't. Yeah, you know, rather have billionaires. Yeah, do yeah. This for us now, because they they know no better. Um, yeah, so I think they really struggle to get funding these days. Um, well.
0: So, they struggle, so struggle. They get more funding than the NHS yeah. or whatever.
1: To be fair, yeah. <laughs> All right, degrees of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the sort of funding they would have got yeah. back in their heyday It's probably how I should express that. Um, so, his alternative theory was elaborate. He believed the astronauts had been removed from the ship moments before takeoff, flown to Nevada, to Nevada where a few days later they broadcast the moonwalk from the desert. Here's the okay. great bit mm-hmm. people claim to have seen Armstrong walking through a hotel lobby at Showgirl on HR. Showgirl, and each and cigar. Buzz Aldrin was playing the slots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's boring, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm just going
0: to give you, I mean... <laughs> I mean, they, they, for military men, they lack discipline, I'll put it that
1: way. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to put them up in a casino, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> Mob run. Yeah. <laughs> it's just absolutely ridiculous. And then they were flying back to Hawaii and put back inside the capsule after a splashdown before the cameras arrived. Um Yeah, so this was all. This is all part of a film called Capricorn One um that came out later in the seventies. Probably the best acting work of AJ Simpson's career, according to this. Mm. So that's, that's a bold claim. Yeah, <laughs> Berg in Naked Gun. Yep. Yeah. Uh, witness stand. Oh, yeah, that that was, his, yeah, that was his best acting. Actually, yeah. To be fair. Yeah, That one where fit. that
0: one where the glove didn't fit when he yeah. pretend where he made his hand a bit bigger so he yeah. didn't quite get in the glove. <laughs> yeah, that's that was his. Uh, that's great acting, most convincing. It's good, um, good uh, prop work.
1: Yeah, a guy. Um,
0: <laughs> that's so funny, dude. That's so funny. He did that book. If I did it, <laughs> I,
1: just, just, I mean, what what an absolute brass neck on the guy. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, apparently he's supposedly skinned there, not he? But, uh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, because he just right went. Down and lived in Florida and just hung around with loads of rappers and stuff, getting like filming himself on like YouTube videos and stuff, just like with rappers getting all stoned and drinking tongue
1: yet. Yeah, I imagine he probably makes money out of notoriety these days, doesn't he? I'm sure he's, he gets by. Anyway, um,
0: look, at the end of the day, he's never going to be short of you, Bob, because he's willing to do things. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? This is true. Dangerous man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so that, that maybe they they're uh the capsule burns up on re entry and then they have to kill the, the fake astronauts. Part of the whole, but he manages to get onto the film set and then sort of expose it or something. I don't know, I've never seen the film. Nah. Um, you no. No nope. too late now. Best films to watch. Um, any other time, such theories would have been dismissed as a madman's raving, but America was willing to doubt in the 70s. That's when the dream faded. Everything we'd been told began to sound like a fairy, well, fairy tale. Well,
0: reckon, Vietnam. Yeah, Exactly, uh, yes. Yeah, JFK.
1: The, the re-questioning,
0: you know. 50s were over.
1: You know, the, the origin stories of the US, how the West was won. Um, yeah. and as you said, the Vietnam War, I think it's, you know, it's made a lot of people rethink with Watergate and all the rest of it, Yeah, like what, what people were prepared to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in other words, the space programme began in one era, the buzz cut age of American exceptionalism, and culminated in another. We're all becoming conspiracy theorists trying to see behind the screen, spot the hoax, and suspect everything.
0: But I would say that conspiracy theories are, are fed by American exceptionalism. I would because... All like all of the like all of the stuff that happens, like in UFOs and like whatever, like and New World Order and stuff. All of it, like for conspiracy theorists, it's all aimed at America. It's all happening in America. Whereas to like an alien, like that they wouldn't necessarily think that you know I'm just going to concentrate on uh, this America's. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like they would, yeah. you know, they'd be looking at. All kinds of different shit. Do you know what I mean? They'd be looking at Europe and like Sao Paulo and yeah, you know China, definitely India. Yeah, the the exception. Yeah, it's it's part of that exceptionalism that, the, and it's that um, slightly America centric thing that a lot of people in America have that leads to a lot of this because you're not looking at the whole world as a whole you're looking at like just it's kind of like when you're st- when you're navel gazing too much you can f- you can find a lot of shit yeah i think a lot of countries do get into
1: that mindset oh, yeah 100 yes. yeah so of all the fables that grew up around the moon landing the favorite his favorite one is around the stanley kubrick mm. being a good use of good counter narrative um it's seen that it came, out, came out of nowhere or gave birth to itself yet yeah, it made sense um So who in 1969 could have been capable of staging a a believable moon landing? So he'd obviously released 2001 A Space Odyssey the year before.
0: Um, Some general saw it and went, hey,
1: that's that guy. We'll have that, yeah. Um, Yeah, so they they predicted things like man-made satellites, GPS, smartphones, etc. In that, it was Arthur C. Clarke who wrote, so I'm just skipping through some of this stuff, just talking about... That Movie. Um, oh, most striking was a scene set on the moon in which a group of astronauts, post human in their suits, descend into an a- excavation where, once again, the human race comes into contact with a monolith. Those shot in a studio, it looks more real than the actual landings. It's the shadow and light space and enclosed the way people move. No... Yeah, well, that's something
0: I slightly easier to film in a studio than on the fucking moon, than on the moon isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. And also, they were sending those shots back from the moon.
1: Exactly, yeah. They That's weren't right.
0: on to, like, cinema, like, it weren't on 55mm or whatever it was. They were sending it back, so, like, the technology wasn't particularly great for
1: sending no, back images from the moon. No, pressed and, yeah, yeah, whatever they would have had to do to get it to survive the journey probably meant that you wouldn't be, you know, same mm. as some, some big video camera. But why would Kubrick do it? Have it have been an act of patriotism been for money. Maybe they just had something on him. We all know mm. about over in the FBI.
0: Communist. Yeah. Dirty commie, wouldn't he?
1: It would have been an easy gig anyway. So I ask, where did Stanley Kubrick watch the moon landing? Was he in front of his TV at home, a view like everyone else? Or was he off camera but on set, five feet from Armstrong, imploring the astronaut? Remember, you're not in the studio. You're in the ladder of a spaceship, back to become the first man over to step foot on the planet. You're terrified but also awed. Action. Um... Yeah, it was all done live, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm going with the premise here. So, yeah, so according to the premise, um, he then starts to sort of like have second thoughts about it and then starts trying to spell out, um, that he'd actually it was fake, he'd done it, it was fake. So supposedly, there's this theory isn't there in the shining, that um, he'd uh, he tried to put subtle hints in there to, to, to let people know that he'd fake the money, oh, really. Yeah, so for example. In the novel, the room to be avoided is room two one seven. Yeah. He changed it to room two, two three seven. Now, why would you make that change? Maybe because the moon, on average, is two hundred and thirty-seven thousand miles from the earth. <laughs> Coincidence, <Right>. probably. <laughs> I love it as well. These, you, get, you pull out these really random kind of like facts. Yeah. Not, well, that's that's related and therefore that must be something. Yeah, and so there's loads of things you can find on the internet, uh, pages around how The Shining chased, the, you know, his he, fake moon landing. Um, you know, I think there was a documentary as well, some of them did went a load of aspects about Kubrick's filmmaking. One of them was all around, uh, oh, no, it was, yeah, it was about how you can interpret The Shining, and one of them did this whole, yeah, right section documentary about how it's, it was all about the moon landing. I think someone else had a theory. It was all around um, Native Americans and, and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Um.
0: You can interpret most things how you want, to be honest.
1: Yeah, if you've got something with sort of like fairly good art production and all the rest of it, it's probably multiple interpretations you can bring to it. Yeah, I'm
0: pretty of. sure that I could if I wanted to yeah. uh interpret the film The Shining, I could sit there and interpret it as the life cycle of a tadpole if I wanted to. That's your homework. Yeah, I don't do
1: homework. No, maybe maybe not. Um so the But over- you could, couldn't you? You
0: could go oh, and yeah, right, I mean off. yeah.
1: Yeah. You probably pick something and just decide, and then you, you know, you'll, for, yeah, then you just you fit it in. Something. You say, well, obviously,
0: a little boy on a bike is to do with the mitochondrial changes within the tap DNA when it starts to develop into a frog. Like, and the reason
1: is, you know, what I mean, you can kind yeah. of, you can, you can, yeah, you can find patterns, what we do. So, yeah, the Overlook Hotel stands for America, once grand, but allowed to, um, to become dilapidated. The caretaker, Jack Torrance, is an artist like Kubrick, and there to maintain the fiction, even though the book, I believe, was written before Belfi. Yep. More um, than was mm-hmm. The man who hires the caretaker sits behind a big desk with an American flag and an American eagle beside him. He's the establishment. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's just lunacy, really.
0: Yeah, uh, Literally. Lunar C. Moon Madness. That's what Lunacy means.
1: Oh, and here's a good one. So you know, there's that famous scene where he writes. He just types out hundreds and hundreds of or thousands of pages yeah. of all work, and they no play Max Jackadell Boy. So is it evidence of madness, or is it a message? So all work, A L L or A one one, as in Apollo eleven. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs>
0: Well, so, I mean, you know, I was doubting it, but now... Well, you know, the facts start to stack up, don't they? Well, there's a lot here, Neil. There's a lot. I, I can't... I can, In no way can I uh, question all of this.
1: Why Why are there creepy twins who are not in the book? Because the Apollo 11 came from another fake, the Gemini mission. Mm-hmm. Gemini's a pair of twins on the Zodiac. That's it. Coincidence? Mm-hmm. Don't so many think so. Coincidence is mounting up here, Chris. Starting to become a believer. The caretaker's son is wearing an Apollo 11 sweater. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. I mean, that's slightly I mean, that's more blatant. Blatant, slightly, slightly more on the nose than the yeah. ALL or A11. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but just in case
1: you didn't get the subtle one. Yeah. Yeah, so is any of this real? Of course not. It's a face in the clouds that can feel more real than reality, as if you're finally seeing what's always been hidden. That's the thrill of conspiracy theory.
0: I don't feel that it feels more real than reality. No, I think to somebody who buys into it. You know, yeah.
1: once you go down the rabbit hole and you're like, oh, that clicks with me. I, then... See, I've
0: tried to go down rabbit holes, but I, I struggle. I don't know. Maybe I'm too questioning. Yeah, I think it's just people... I'd like to believe in something, but it turns out...
1: <laughs> struggle with it. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, people like being part of an exclusive club, don't they, and being clever and everyone else. Anyway, so I'm going to I'm going to wrap up with that because the rest of it is just sort of, like, you know, goes, goes through. But yeah, I mean... It, so a, I thought that was kind of like a, an interesting take on it. Now, obviously, we're probably, you know, I think we've probably revealed our own scepticism about this theory. I, I, I did have a look at some of the ones that sort of coming from it from more of, a, you know, like Reddit pages that are actually yeah. believing in this stuff, but it's, you know, it's just repeating the same five things, so you can make your own mind up if you like. But, uh, yeah, I, frankly, we're not particularly... Uh,
0: well, I think you've convinced. covered it. We've covered yeah. the covered the main, the covered pillars. The main points
1: and why it's a about of old tosh, but... Uh, but, yeah you know at the end of the day there is still a lot of people they want to you know who have convinced themselves so yeah it's I mean, a weird it one to a, legend
0: it's it's a weird one to hang your hat on because I mean why do you know what I mean like it's not like I mean even if even if it it doesn't really make any difference
1: no I mean it's I mean, I think it is one of the kind of quite early ones. Some people yeah. pointed out it's a relatively harmless one because a lot of yeah. the other ones they tend to start slipping into anti-Semitism and all sorts of. Yeah, that's you know, where a lot of these these things tend to end up. You know, just yeah, revealing some prejudice behind. Yeah,
0: the elders of Zion. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Getting into
1: all that bollocks. Um, but yeah, whereas this is just kind of like, oh, the government's making shit up. But uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: It's. Uh, hey, I it's mean, what I would say is like the government. What, I mean, what you could say is it's been proved. It's been proven that the government does make worse shit up than
1: this. Yeah, exactly. That they have made up, and, you know, or not just the government, they're quote unquote the government. It's just, you know, particular people making, you know, things up for profit or for whatever, or just lying to the electorate. Um, Yeah, there's there's more important examples, as you say. But yeah, anyway, so there you go.
0: So, shall we go through our scoring system?
1: Yes, why not? All right, Neil. Spookiness. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm going to take this one, I'm going to interpret this in a okay. slightly different way. So, um, obviously, it's not like vampires or creepy things, but it's the idea that you're, you know, the government's covering things up and there's, you know, you being one of the few who actually sees behind the, the, the truth. I think that that is, well, I think some people find it quite, you know, it's a bit of an ego trip. But I think it's, yeah. you know, it's quite spooky to believe that the sort of foundational things are, are being made up. So and I think that drives a lot of paranoia. So I'm going to give it a reasonable one. I'll give this a six. Six. Um,
0: less for me, I think, um, I mean, the, like like we just said, the government cover up, actually cover up much more nefarious stuff than filming a, you know, propaganda poo, do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know, like, I don't find this spooky at all. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um i don't know i I'll, I'll give it a 3 because the film the shining is a bit spooky fair enough so believability um well uh there isn't anything like it, it, if you'd wanted to do it you could do it you could fake the moon landing right yeah. you could you could do that and you could have done it then so it's got it's got decent believability i think the thing is that you can actually I th- I think you can pretty much like stuff that they did on because telescopes are much more powerful now, you can actually see the landing site and stuff from Earth. Yes. Yeah. So um it kind of conclusively has happened, like they did conclusively land on the moon. <laughs> um so I mean I'm gonna go down the middle because um I don't believe it. I think they did go to the moon and actually I think that's you know. Pretty well pretty well established and can be established with a powerful telescope. But um but it's not it's not unbelievable that they could have done it. So I'm gonna go down the middle and give it a five nil.
1: That's cool. I was gonna say I don't know if I can sway those numbers by letting you know that Joe Rogan's a skeptic on this as well. Okay, I'm gonna go down that's... to three. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no. I think I think a similar one is this is a game, it's not necessarily about whether we think it's believable. It's about whether or people buy into it. I think that, you know, it gets bandied around enough. It's, um, you know, some people clearly do, do believe it. I get the sort of, you know, being slightly skeptical of, as to people's motivations. And, you know, it probably was more of a kind of, you know, the, the reasons behind doing it, although it had a lot, it's bought a lot of ancillary benefits, were just about kind of like the US getting a proper growth to an extent. Yeah, aluminium, you know, mm. uh, I think it was all part of it. Yeah. Well, um, well space, pan- mass, mass
0: produced aluminium. Yeah. had aluminium before well, yeah. you know that aluminium was such a such um an expensive thing when it first came out that you know the obelisk in uh Washington mm-hmm. that was capped with some aluminium because it was like the most expensive thing that they could cap it with at the time, and now it's everywhere obviously yeah. because of the the process change that's interesting, <laughs> isn't it, Neil, how some things are valuable one day and not the
1: next. It is, yeah. It's instructive. Oh. Excuse me. Um, sorry, where are we on to? Yeah, um, Yeah, so it's going to be reasonably low for me. I would give this a four. Four. Okay, now is your premise, Neil? I mean, it has been made into a movie. Mm, it's trying Simpsons, it. we've all, yeah. Um, but I think it's probably one of you going to make it a certain point Yeah, I don't... There's, there's not loads to this, to be honest with you. I think... Um, you got the classic sort of conspiracy theory thing, but it's it it, it just strikes me as one of too much, too much effort to to make up and keep everyone quiet. And just, yeah, it's 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 not got there's not a lot you can do with the story other than you know it's what it says on the tin really. So I'm going to give it mm. a three, three. Um, yeah, I mean the thing I'm going to give it a little bit higher. Um,
0: a because it was. Of the what I would call the conspiracies of the modern age, it was quite an early one. So um, there was some originality there, I guess. So rather, you know, rather than secret societies and all that kind of jazz, yeah, it was yeah. like a technology-based one and cover-up, etc. Um, so I'll give it a bit higher for that. And also, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it an entire point higher for. Um, Armstrong with his uh two dolly birds and Buzz Aldrin at the slots. Yes. So I'm gonna give it a five.
1: <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, if we could focus exclusively on what went on in that hotel, that would
0: be um Well that would be the film. Yeah. That's, that's true. the film, like following those two arounds. Um would, yeah. So I I think I think that's the you're you're focusing in on the wrong thing if you're focusing yeah, on, you're right. on the cover up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It could be like um, Fear and Loathing, and- <laughs> in
1: it? Yeah, they just doing yeah. loads of ups and downs, yeah. yeah.
0: And then Kubrick trying to get them to...
1: So to all the wacky fun times that they had, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, okay, so Reach, uh, yeah, big. Um, it's probably the biggest one, Reach-wise. My mum would have heard of the moon landings being fake, so it's a 10 straight off the bat.
1: Yeah, I can't really disagree with that. I think everyone's pretty much heard of this one. So, uh, yeah, if it's only a 10, I don't know what it is. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Well that gives us an overall Well, it's our first tens, I think. Yeah uh, for reach. Uh but overall 43. So not too not, too not too shabby. Um yeah, and uh yeah, thanks thanks for listening. If you if you want to get in touch, you can at uh dot, legends dot podcast at gmail.com. I know you won't. And uh if you you know like and subscribe or whatever that stuff is. That would hey, be do good. Do those things. Yeah, hey, there we go. Listen to Neil. Be cool. Do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's it for uh, this week and the start of Series 5. Um, and hopefully you have a nice week. And we'll be back with something maybe a bit crazier this time next week. And yeah. I will say. Do some ghosts or something. Yeah, do some ghosts or some shit. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the rocking out guitar of our outro. Mm-hmm. Bye. Nice. Good cool.